0: Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 94. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Oh, no, wrong show. This is the show that inspires you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible.
1: Who are you? I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. Uh, (laughs) And so this is not... what was the name of that show? That's the Drew Carey show, isn't yeah, it?
0: Yeah, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Remember That's that old right. chestnut? I've,
1: I've, yeah. I've watched that a lot. No, we're not doing that today. No, today, in honor of the race that stops the nation, or at least the state of Victoria, where we have a public holiday today. Well, not even um,
0: the state of just kind of uh, Melbourne. Melbourne.
1: Yeah, it's, so Geelong doesn't have it off today no, either. Don't have correct. A, they don't have it off. No, so for the, state of, for the state of Melbourne, for the city of Melbourne, congratulations, you're on holidays because Indeed. there's a horse race. Um, and and so this episode, amongst a couple of other things, we're going to talk about some equine athletes and whether or not homo sapien has half a chance against them. I that was, was a little bit today years
0: old when I realized that that's how you pronounce equine.
1: Equine? Yeah.
0: I don't know why. I don't know what I thought. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. Word out loud. I don't know how I. Thought maybe it was I
1: pronounced. didn't. Maybe I didn't say it pre- um, correctly. We never know this. Let's be fancy. Equine. Yeah, I'll tell you what though. You look up man versus horse on the internet. You go down a couple of rabbit holes that it can be a little bit dodgy. So a couple of
0: those men go down a couple of. Never mind.
1: Yeah, I found myself in a couple of Tijuana pony show sites that I really need to scrub from my memory. Right. So, on. Okay. Um, so b- before we get into the uh, the world of horse racing or and so forth, and we stay away from the sensors, uh, a couple of shout-outs for a couple of people in the Facebook community who are going above and beyond. Why don't you take the first one, Andrew? All right.
0: I would totally do that, except for my notes have not updated. So there we go. All <laughs> right. <laughs> the wonder the... of technology. Do you know what? Actually, it just updated, and then it went away. So there was one from dean it's gonna, it's now gone though so okay. congratulations dean for doing whatever it is you've just done i think it was was it a half marathon because i did see him it, but was, it was a was, half marathon because i think i saw him post that on instagram didn't
1: he well we were meant to be doing that ned kelly chase this That's weekend right. So that right. was meant to be happening before spoilers corona came in so he went off and did a half marathon <laughs> for that um and also um some pretty crazy weather up there they've been dealing with in northern victoria as well
0: yeah yeah mm. um so well, congratulations, to Dean. I mean, Dean. For those of you who are new to the podcast or don't pay attention when it's on, um,
1: we're going to keep mentioning Dean until you do.
0: Exactly. We will always mention Dean because he's the kind of person that, no matter what is sort of um, happening, he he gets he gets it done. And and by the way, uh, this is not in the notes, but I'm just that good. Congratulations, because I know Dean has recently started a new job, uh, and I know that he's been having to figure out what that means in terms of his running schedule. So I hope that that goes smoothly for you, and uh, congratulations on that, Dean.
1: Well done. Uh, a couple of shout outs to a couple of other people in the Facebook community, Stephen and Desiree, who uh, who checked in with us to see that they're, they're going OK. They're on that part of the journey where they're trying to find routine and rhythm and they're pushing through it at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and it was just great to hear from them, to hear them check in and share a little bit about what they're going for. And Andrew, I saw you were on the Facebook community giving them some words of encouragement because you do that because I don't. So well done to you for pumping up their ties and well done to them for, for continuing to push on through the struggles and the trials and tribulations that life throw at us. Um, it happens to everyone, folks. Uh, you just got to find your way to get around it.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously I, I do the motivation. You do the nice words.
1: Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that's my quota of nice words for the day because I've used them all up. My yeah. next shout out is going to be to one time, platonic running life partner now mortal enemy daryl smith so at some point andrew daryl is going to paste uh, post in the facebook community or possibly send you a note directly talking about his recent accomplishment and achievement and i use inverted commas deliberately with that that's uh, Darryl, quotes
0: for those of you in the states
1: yes Daryl has gone out, and despite the best of advice from this well-respected running podcast on how you should motivate yourself and what is good motivation versus bad motivation, and also just being a perfectly decent member of society, let's be honest. We're all human beings on this rock that orbits the huge fireball in the sky, and we can choose to be in on this together, or we can do our own thing. Daryl has chosen to do his own thing and has gone out, and over the recent weeks... Is now the proud owner of i'm sorry to say on the strava app 15 local legend segments which means he out of all the sad people in the area is the saddest for those 15 stretches of concrete because over the 19 day 90 day period the 90 day rolling period he has traversed those pieces of pavement those miles of asphalt more than anyone else he is the proud champion and segment owner of 15 local legend segments which he uh to be honest he's distracted every single one of his running partners for the last three or four weeks about that he has uh, been plotting out courses that take us on wild detours just so he can go up one hill and record run number 37 um you know quite frankly i'm sick of it simon's sick of it omar ran with it for the first time on the weekend in forever. After about three kilometres, Omar was like, can we talk about something else? And Omar's just happy to be included half the time. So you know things <laughs> are bad for him to sort of really turn on Daryl. Um, so, so Daryl, boo, thumbs down to you. I know you're going to try and spin this. You've told me you're going to try and spin this. You've told me <laughs> you're going to try and talk this up as some source of inspiration for you. It's not, it's not fun. Local legends aren't cool. I'm not just saying that because I have none. I'm not just saying them because you've made me go on local legend detours for the last six weeks, grow up. Let them go and find something else to motivate you. Um, and to any other people who have gotten a local legends over the last couple of weeks, congratulations, well done. Come get some of Daryl because it's really starting to bug me. Cool. Scene. <laughs> so that was uh, that was this
0: week's uh, episode of why Zach hates Strava, the world, and Daryl's running.
1: <laughs> yes. Did you like that? I turned that from one line in our notes into a four-minute Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: I was like, this is not written down. This is where he's going off script, and that's never a good thing. This is thing.
1: from the heart, you know yeah. that's fiery Eastern European in me coming out.
0: Yeah, wow, that's that's dark. I mean, that really is dark. That uh, put us put
1: was, us put us back into something a little bit lighter. Uh, possibly even some starlight, Andrew. How did you go during the week on your starlight run?
0: Well, yes. So that was that was a lot of fun. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, this past weekend I ran a thirty-kilometer run. For starlight wow. on my treadmill which was which was a lot of fun you know I set out at the beginning of the month to raise money for the starlight children's foundation that link is still active in my bio in the Melbourne Superman page on Instagram you can still donate uh, but basically for every $10 I raised in the month of October I was gonna run a kilometer and that ended up you know $300 uh, it was funny it was uh, the morning of I think it was you realized it was, it was a really bad idea well, it was only a half marathon on the morning of, and even then I was like, uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to go. Because I, I think I even told you, I was like, I'm not sure how I'm going to go because I haven't trained for this. But by the time that the run happened, it was up to 30K, and I was like, Jesus, a 30K, <laughs> this is the longest, basically the longest run that I would do on my way to training for a marathon. I have not run longer than three kilometers in a stretch in like six months. I don't have you
1: know been doing 30K weeks yet? sometimes?
0: Barely. Like yeah. not even, um, like I think, yeah, maybe I average about thirty k's a week. Um, but it's a you know it's a slow thirty k's a week. Um, not that not that speed matters, but so I wasn't sure what to. Expect I went live. I did it as a part of the Melbourne Superman um, Account I do uh, Q&A's every week uh, and this week. I went live with it. So basically uh, I was I was very pleased with myself. I, I ran the time uh, the 30k in two hours and 46 minutes and change
1: So it was a good time. I'll I was, be honest.
0: I was really so stoked about it and um, and it felt good It really felt good I got to the 24 kilometer and you can see this um I'm going to use a four-letter word according to Zach. But on Strava...
1: <laughs> Strava's five letters.
0: Yeah, well, to you, it's a four-letter word, I think. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so if you go into Strava, you can actually see uh, from kilometer 24, from a 530 to a 540 kilometer, my, my pace goes right down to a 630 or a uh, seven-minute kilometer. And that's because my knee was starting to give me grief. So it was mm-hmm. just, it was a lot of walk running. But it was really great. I spent almost three, two hours forty six minutes, almost three hours live on Instagram. I had my jukebox set up with my Bluetooth going with some awesome tunes. The uh, jukebox. And, yeah, I have a ju- one of those little jukebox for, uh, jukeboxes oh, from, from Aldi,
1: like Happy Days. Yeah, in yeah yeah. Diner. yeah.
0: yeah, and it's great. It plays records, CDs, uh, Bluetooth, obviously, cassette tapes, which I don't even think are a thing anymore. Um, but it was great I had probably about at any given point there was always about 15 or 20 people with me just like talking with me asking me questions yeah it was great I covered topics from Superman to Power Rangers to where I've traveled to you know what brought me into cosplay and I had a lot of people just stopping by just to say hi and tell me that they were like loving what I was doing and there were a few people that that stayed with me like the whole time Um, a couple uh, EPC cosplay uh, Matthew Treadwick I think uh, EPC cosplay is Erin she she helps me a lot with my cosplay um, and they, they stayed with me like the whole time which I thought was awesome there were a few others Jenna stopped by Simon I heard stopped she by. ran
1: with you at the end Jenna. Yeah, yeah yeah that's pretty awesome
0: no it was so great you know it was it was just a lot of fun and I was I was I was kind of shattered that I didn't reach out to Starlight a little bit earlier. Like they knew I was doing it because I you know I would tag them and things, but I wish I'd reached out to them earlier to see if I could get somebody on there to talk with me while I was live for a few minutes.
1: That is a good idea.
0: I just didn't even think about it. And I reached out to them like the morning of and I was like, Is there anybody um that could talk to me? It's after hours and they're like, No, unfortunately we won't have anybody tonight. I was like, All right, sorry. But they did, they did point me in the right direction if I wanted to do it next time. So maybe maybe it's a podcast episode eventually. Uh, yeah, interesting,
1: that'd be interesting. We could. They could talk to us whilst we run on treadmills. Exactly, there you go. Yeah, there we go.
0: Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun. Like I really had a great time. I mean, I I put together a little highlight reel of, cause you know, as, as you're doing a live video on, on Instagram, it, it records the whole thing. The first one didn't, so basically an hour into it, I think, A little bit more than an hour into it it the connection went haywire and I lost Mm -hmm. it but so you can I still have like the last hour and a half up on my IGTV Uh, I think some people might not be able to see it because of the copyright but I put it like a highlight reel and it was just it was interesting going from start to finish where at the beginning like I, I was very energetic and just uppity uppity and once I got to that like 15 kilometer mark like, I, I was still kind of energetic, but it turned into more of a loopy energetic. Yeah, it's like, this it guy's of a
1: performance.
0: Yeah, this guy's tired, like, yeah. you know, and there were a couple of moments where I looked in, and I was like, oh, you can see the pain in my face. Like, it was,
1: but it was just... And then just, from kilometer 26, you're like, kill me, kill me, kill me, yeah, kill Yeah, yeah, as you're soon since like, hey, like, you can't stop sneezing.
0: Yeah, you know, well, as soon, <laughs> as soon as like kilometer 25 hit now, at the, and at that point, I had already been, you know, walk running because of the knee and everything. I was just like, dude. I'm tired, like in my head, I was just like, I'm so tired right now, yeah. like this sucks. But it, at the same time, it was awesome, because it was just a cool kind of endurance trial, because I haven't done that in a while, and I was just like, this is awesome, it's still kind of in the bag there, like if I want to bring it out. I've gone literally, I mean, a 10% rule went out the window. Um, <laughs> yeah, <absolutely.
1: laughs> to, um, <laughs>
0: i mean 30
1: in training they did the rest of the 90 during the event yeah exactly (laughs) exactly
0: it was just nuts uh so for those of you who are american listeners uh 30 kilometers about a little over 18 miles i think yeah um
1: it's it's not a short way it's you know it's a long run
0: yeah and it i i i was very surprised how like as soon as i got off the treadmill um as soon as i was done the the knee pain kind of subsided uh, yeah. and like i wouldn't have even been able to tell you that like every time i started walking i wouldn't be able to tell you that my knee was in pain it's just like whenever i was putting that extra pressure on it the day after I, well actually what was interesting right afterwards i, I became really nauseated
1: yeah okay were you and, fueling during the run
0: yeah i was i was using generation you can um, yes, be smarter,
1: superstarch.
0: That's right. That's right. And if you want to try Generation You Can, you can visit generationucan.com.au dot com dot au and use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier for ten percent off your order. Or is it fifteen percent? It's fifteen percent off your order.
1: I got ten. But maybe they're so upset with what I do do when I talk about their product that they penalise me the five. Probably it's somewhere between ten and fifteen percent. Mileage will vary depending on driving conditions. Yes. That's right. Uh, I
0: didn't. I unfortunately didn't have any bars, so I, I just had the electrolyte drink. And other than that, the only fuel that I had was a half a sweet potato. About, I think about. 26 like 24 25 kilometers in so right there like where i kind of could have gone but i was just like at that point i needed something because
1: were you nauseous or did you just have like that treadmill dizziness that you get from running on a treadmill and trying to stay in that lane for the whole time no i
0: think i was just nausea i think it had some it must have had something to do with dehydration maybe yeah. i mean I was, I was quite well hydrated the whole way but because i'm so not used to doing that at the moment I think going from 0 to to 100 and then stopping and just it, it felt like I, I felt like I was that um, you know when you get past that point of being drunk to I'm going to hurl anytime. Yeah. You and it was only yeah, yeah. It was like 10 15 minutes, but it's you know as soon as I got some food in me uh, which it was it was hard to really fuel that well because by the time the run was done it was like 10 p.m um
1: yeah
0: but you know i got a couple meals in before i went to bed and i was fine and then the day after uh you know i, I wasn't i think i wasn't really i wasn't as sore as i thought it would be um, That's good. my calves were pretty tight my the bottoms of my feet were pretty sore but you know you would expect that um yeah. And, Did you find I... that
1: muscles that you're not exercising during your strength training were the ones that tended to be the, the most sore? Because, you know, your quads and everything would be in pretty good shape from all the work you're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were pretty good. I mean, funnily enough, the the, the sorest, the, mo- the, the most sore that I was, was in my upper back. And I, I, I work my upper back pretty hard.
1: But Maybe that... you're carrying too much muscle there now. Sorry? Maybe you're carrying too much muscle there now.
0: Yeah, it could be. It might be just because I'm not flexible as as much as I used to be. And I was just like... It was if it, it wasn't unbearable, but it was certainly I'd say like a five or six out of ten. Yeah, um, okay. Uh, but you know, um, so that was fun. Uh, I, but it I was, was well good. enough to to, you know, get dressed up and go to the Manor Lakes Halloween and support Starlight a little bit more there. So, um, but yeah, I, I debuted my newest suit that day.
1: Oh, it turned up, did it? And yeah. You got to wear it. Excellent. And the and the Lakes is a Starlight one as well. So I think they raised four thousand dollars or something, which is
0: extraordinary. They 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 really hit it out of the park, and they always do a great job. They always raise so much money. And uh, you know, I think it was actually funny while I was there, a couple people uh, stopped by and said, "Hey, do you know where this big Halloween display is that normally happens every year?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's us," but because we can't (laughs) do it, four guys standing on the
1: corner, exactly.
0: So I mean, their reputation precedes them, and they do such wonderful work. Um, mm. I think, uh, I,
1: I think last year they raised even more. Last year was massive. Last yeah. year had food trucks, and it was just—it was absolutely enormous. Mm. Um, but this year, to do four grand, considering no one could actually, said, do yeah, it, yeah, yeah, just
0: just phenomenal. It's a great organization. It's great what Manor Lakes does uh, for Starlight and and the community as well. I, I thought it was just brilliant. And you know, we probably only. Ha- it was so low key. Uh, there was only, you know, I think maybe I took a dozen pictures with people, but it was just, it was nice to feel like you were doing something that yeah. in such a time where you feel like you can't do anything. Um, yeah. so it was good, but, but yeah, that was, that was kind of like my starlight, starlight weekend. Um, other than that, everything's kind of, gone gung-ho my trainer has me eating eight meals a day now which is crazy because i heard yeah we're going to try to put on some more muscle um
1: second breakfast
0: exactly exactly i'm so excited uh it's hard though man because basically breakfast one and breakfast two are within two hours of each other in the morning and like that first part of the morning i'm just like oh god i'm (laughs) i'm full um it's like First breakfast, second breakfast, pre workout, post workout, uh, lunch, first lunch, <laughs> sna- <laughs> snack, dinner, snack. Oh, maybe it's like nine meals. I don't even know. Um, wow. But yeah, we're just trying to, and it's all very healthy. It's all very slight changes, just, you know, split up and hopefully to gain some size. Because our goal, so right now I'm about 75 kilograms. Um, our goal is to get me to 85 within the next 12 months. Wow. Uh, just really solid, though, uh, you know, somewhere around there. So that's a lot of fun. Um, I've bumped up just in my for my own mental well being, I bumped up my cardio, I'm still doing twice a day. But instead of 15 minutes, I'm doing 20. Yeah, uh, just because just just to deal with the digestion of that extra food a little bit more, it's Yeah, I mean, it's five minutes that isn't gonna make or break the bank. But for me, it just feels a little bit better.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so that's to help you sort of process all this stuff that you're eating now. And yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. yeah, like normally I would say if you're trying to bulk up, probably stay away from doing too much cardio. But for me, I know that that's the process that I need to do to keep
1: uh, my head up. And, that, and if, if, if your cardio is like, you know, some ballistic explosive type stuff, that's going to be good for muscle growth as well. Like yeah. it's going to really grow those fast twitch muscle fibers it looks exactly. so impressive and look at the sprinters and so forth you know exactly. that's not a bad physique to have
0: that's right and my cardio in the morning is that is that high intensity interval and my cardio in the afternoon is kind of like a joke it's like yeah. um it's it's just a joke but it's more just a slow cruisy jog um so there you go yeah
1: well lots of lessons there from for lots of people who are just starting out in what to do and what not to do um, don't throw on a 90% increase to your week, uh, and go run it on a treadmill. And don't do it in scary. a
0: Superman costume either. That did you do was...
1: it in a Superman costume the whole I d- thing?
0: I did most of it in, uh, one of my, one of my suits. Uh, and funnily enough, uh, there was a Did you burn
1: when... that suit now?
0: No, I washed the hell out of it like four times. Yeah. Though. Cause that's um, your
1: treadmill's in your garage, isn't it?
0: Yeah. 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 So it was fun. Um, <laughs> About probably 18 or so kilometers in, maybe a little bit less. The second time that I had to use Little Boy's Room, Little Kryptonian's Room, I kept calling it on the live.
1: Fortress of Solitude.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I, I just changed into a Superman shirt because I could not get that thing back on because I was just <laughs> sweaty and I couldn't zip it back up. I was like, this shit is not coming back on. So do you know what? Bag it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Superman's at the Kryptonian beach now. He's just that's, wearing a T-shirt and hanging out.
0: That's right. Um, but it was just... It was great. And you, you had told me when I, when I was telling you how I was worried about the uh, uh, half marathon distance, you know, it'll be, you'll be surprised at what your body can do, what it holds onto and the memory that it has. And I really was, it was really, I don't recommend doing that to anyone who doesn't train for long distance to all of a sudden go back to a long distance run, but really was an interesting little experiment in um, that. Well, I
1: think the thing for you is that you'd stopped running the long distances, but you'd kept running and your strength training is so disciplined that the muscles involved were staying engaged. Mm. So, yeah, it was really just going to come down. To, and, you know, you know, the mental strength was there for you. Going past 21 is tough. Like the second you start going past 21Ks, I've noticed over the last couple of weeks, it's you realise how much further it actually is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so trying to go to 30 is just really impressive. Um,
0: and I, I got to say it was like, I had a lot of like the people that stuck, stuck with me. I think that that was, I don't know that I would have been able to do as well as I did if I wasn't live and talking to some people that follow my page, like just, it was extraordinary. I was literally the whole time talking. Um, like there was not, I, I don't think there was ever a five second period where I wasn't talking. So that really helped pass the time. And I think if I didn't yeah. have that, uh, it would have it would have definitely went differently.
1: Oh, that's good. Well done. Congratulations. Uh, will you do it again is probably the big question.
0: I, I feel like I would. I feel like I probably would would do another... Certainly, I, you know, like I would certainly do another live where I did some kind of a distance. I thought that was a lot of fun. If nothing else, it was just fun talking with the fans of the Superman yeah. page. And B, I would certainly do it again with the charity because it, it just... I think, you know, a little bit of a it, – it, it 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 adds to those endorphins knowing that what you're doing, you're yep. doing it because you've raised amount, uh, a certain amount for a charity and you're doing it not because it's a vanity thing, not because you're doing it for time, not for any other reason than because you said you would do something for this charity and you're following through. I think that that was extraordinary. I think I would definitely do it again. I think, though, next time I will I will – train for it <laughs> just i mean you know not I mean, not that i had any kind of problems but i think mentally i think yep. leading up to it i would feel better if i did that yep.
1: so don't add on more than 10 percent. train use generation you can and you'll pull up all right the next day and don't wear a superman suit those no. are the four top tips from yeah. this experience for you. Right. <laughs> awesome. that's about right yeah, cool money.
0: um so what, right, well, what are you up to now so you're what, what's your running? You've got a couple of virtual things coming up, don't you?
1: Yeah, well, I'm in, I'm in the middle of a couple of virtual things at the moment. So we've just had the four-day long weekend here in Melbourne. And so I got out and I did um, four 25-kilometer runs. So 25 kilometers back to back to back to back. So that's um, 100Ks over the four days, which is good. Ran a little bit with Daryl. Ran a little bit with Winfit. Winfit was able to get back together on a Sunday and do a Sunday long run for the first time in forever, which was fantastic. And then the last couple of days, I was running by myself. And I tell you what, I really... Notice what you were talking about then, which was the first two days when I was running with someone, my pace was 20 to 25 seconds faster than the last two days, sure. because I had the mental distraction of being able to talk to other people. But but that was good to try and knock that over as a bit of a challenge over the long weekend. And what it meant was... I didn't realise that this really crept up on me. At the start of the year, I said, I'm going to set myself a bit of a goal for running for the year. Last year, I ran 4,000 Ks. And that was part of a pretty big year with me doing multiple ultras and, you know, back-to-back marathons and all that. And so this year, I was like, I want to do a little bit less. So I set myself the goal of doing 20-20 miles in 2020, Mm -hmm. not realising that, you know, 2020 would become known for way more than just, you know, back to back funny numbers. Um, but I ticked that off over this weekend as well. So that's 3,251 kilometers for the year, nice. which I thought would take me the entire year. Uh, and it's only taken me till November. So I've got two months still in the bag uh, to figure out what it would be. And You're
0: going to anyway, try to go to 4,000, aren't you? Do it. Do it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I was talking to my wife and my family because last year doing 4,000 kilometers, yeah. it, it was just this feeling that, oh, wow, running is taking over the life. Like you're running in the morning, you're running at night. The one silver or one of the silver linings out of COVID, because I'm here all the time, I can go out in the morning and do a run. And then I come home and I'm around. They, haven't, they thought I'd done less running this year. Right. Um, but I, and I'm pretty much on pace for the same as last year. So the fact that I'm not having to deal with traveling to the city and commuting and all that other stuff, uh, the running has felt a lot more organic and baked into the day-to-day life. So, so that's been good that it hasn't been as much of a quote unquote burden. They,
0: they, they kind of uh, wish you would do more, more running, don't they?
1: They probably do that. Go for five, Zach, yeah. you know, try and get out more. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so I've been doing that. Um, I've got a, a new, I want to give a shout out to wildfire sports in Milton, Queensland You can find them on eBay. Um, They were the proud recipients of my cold, hard earned cash for a new running vest I bought. I went out, and of course, you know, I'm spending like 120 bucks. I'm going to spend. four times that amount of time looking to find the best possible deal. So I think I looked at every single place you can buy running equipment on the internet and came up with wildfire sports, got a great deal for my new running vests that I'm using. Um, And that's probably, I know a lot of sometimes we get questions from people about what equipment do they need to get when they're starting off into running and hydration packs. As we're coming into summer now, you did a podcast back in the day about the importance of hydration. Um, I've always used a running pack like a little backpack with a bladder in it but over the last couple of months I've been noticing more and more people running with vests and so I bought the vest I really recommend it folks Um, it just seems to fit higher on your shoulders and hug closer to the back it doesn't dangle down as far and it just felt so much more comfortable on my 25ks today wow. uh, than i have been with you know with like a little running backpack the running backpacks tend to have straps that chafe whereas the running vest really sort of wraps around and, and holds really really tight so nice. um that would be on my Tips for you know equipment to get when you're getting into running and starting to get into more of those long distances or you want to carry fuel and hydration with you during summer, check out a running vest. Uh, the brand I got was Osprey, um, but if you go to Wildfire Sports on the internet or anywhere else on the internet, wherever you can get a deal, um, check that out. But I don't, I don't think you'll regret that um, as a purchase. Um, and I'll probably be using that vest for my next event that's coming up right now. So I'm in the middle of the Sydney to Melbourne virtual ultra that's running, Mm -hmm. but there's another event running at the moment by the Victorian Ultra Runners Group, which is a Rona Relay. And so the Rona relay is something which the group came up with the idea of doing back in April, May, just before the second lockdown came in to Victoria and it had to be all shut down. Well, now that we've had restrictions lift, they've managed to bring it back. And so what the Rona relay is, is it's 450 people from the VUR group are going to be running for 22 consecutive days. Uh, And they're going to be running from Turidan starting on Saturday, the 31st of October, which is a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. And they're going to run every day through to Saturday, the 21st of November, where they'll finish in Sorrento. And what it is, is each person on a particular day runs a certain distance and then virtually hands over to another person who runs the next distance. And At the end of the 22 days, these 450 people will have completed a Mm -hmm. loop around the outside of Melbourne of about a thousand kilometres or so. And so um, it's a pretty cool thing. It's not being done for any other reason other than this is just a bunch of mad keen runners. Um, So I'm in charge of day Is there any other kind? There is no other kind. (laughs) So I'm in charge of day 14. So day 14 on Friday the 13th, Spooky, um, is covering the distance from Sunshine all the way up to Werribee and then back all the way into Seahome via Hoppers Crossing Point Cook, altona And so I've got to try and work out how do me and 12 other people work out on a work day and on a school day, how do we meet up and hand over this virtual baton and cover this distance and everything. So it's a, it's a bunch of fun and I'll probably, you know, post a little bit more about the experience uh, and share a little bit on Breaking the Barrier when it comes. But uh, if you want to check it out, it's on the Victorian Ultra Runners or the VUR Facebook group. And it's called the Rona Relay. And I dare say it'll appear a little bit uh, in your typical current affairs programs or local newspapers at some point over a little bit as well, because uh, it seems to be like a bit of inspiration for a few people to get out there and do something. Um, So I've pretty much gone a full 180 on virtual runs, mate. I know I was poo-pooing them at the start of lockdown, but uh, I'm pretty surprised now.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, what, A, what choice do you have? And B, I I know how uh, passionate you are about keeping these organizations, keeping these events going after this. And that's, that's one of the best ways you can. I know we've said it on the podcast before, but that's one of the best ways to support these events to make sure that they can come back is to run their virtual events.
1: Yeah. Um, And so, and then the other thing is that, uh, so Daryl Omar and Simon, who I had a chance to catch up with on the weekend, they want to do another nonstop backyard ultra format Run so they want to go out there and you know just for no other reason than we can um, just see how long we can go running those you know six point seven loops and trying to figure out how many of those which is which is a big deal because for us to be able to do that it means things have been changing in the yep. state of Victoria and we finally got some light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the uh, the coronavirus and the COVID restrictions that Absolutely. have happened.
0: Absolutely, yeah, it's it's been a good couple of days. Just in the last couple of days, I think we're heading into the third day with no fourth fourth day with no cases. New, no new cases
1: no new cases nothing uh and the number of active coronavirus cases take the back back coronavirus cases in victoria is down to 38 wow. um and at the peak of the second wave it was 6776
0: that's correct like um, it's just amazing where we come from there was a time what what was the most that we had in one day it was like 700 something right
1: it's, uh, I don't think it was that much. It was. It was definitely well over 400, though. It was a I was, It was adjustment. over 400.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that the fact that we've gone from that to zero cases in three days, I think. I think that's extraordinary. As long as people keep doing the right thing, I, I don't think that we're out of the woods yet. You know, um, truth bomb. But you know, as soon as as soon as we, if and when we get a vaccine, I think that that's when things will really start to change. But at least, you know, at least we're in some kind of a. You know, I always say break the comfort zone, but this kind of comfort zone is a good comfort zone for a little while. Yes. So appreciate it because you really don't know when things are going to uh, lock down again. A friend of mine, you know, was saying, you know, I, I might not try to go back to the gym right away. I'm like, no, no, no. As soon as you can do it because you don't know when it's going to be taken away again. Mm-hmm. If it, You know, it, enjoy it while you can. Hopefully it'll last, but you never know
1: yeah i am a little worried i mean obviously today uh, in melbourne there's a lot of stuff on the news and online about melbourne cup day and people posting snapshots yeah. and there's lots of people out at barbecues and stuff where yeah. they're not wearing masks it doesn't look like social distancing is being maintained and you know this is the sort of thing where three weeks from now people are like why are we back up to a dozen cases a day what's going on and you're That's like why well, this, this is why it's Stop days doing like stupid days. stuff yeah so it's um it's really important that you know we, we've Worked so hard to get to this point. And you look at what's happening in other countries like, you know, the US, Portugal, London is going down into a massive lockdown at the moment. Um, Boris Johnson, the London mayor, has said he is, you know, they're forecasting 85,000 deaths on top of the 65,000 deaths that they've had already. I mean, that's where you think like Australia, you know what it was like. There was civil war worst in Australia at one point between yeah. New South Wales and Victoria and Queensland about who was handling this the worst. And, you know, right. we had 300 cases here and 400 cases there. Australia has had about a thousand deaths yeah in total. And yeah. I think a significant, not to, a significant proportion of those to people with pre-existing conditions. Mm. And that is a, some countries would be happy to get that a day. Yeah. They'd be happy to get their deaths down to a thousand a day right now.
0: Exactly. And that's what people need to start realizing. You know, I'm not, look, I, well, we all know how I like to get up on my soapbox, but the the, the all the people that are complaining about the quote and unquote rights infractions, it's just like, do you know what, people? Like, and if I'm gonna lose, if we're gonna lose listeners over this, so be it. But I, I by the way, I'm I'm. I'm punishing Zach now for what I'm going to say, <laughs> but what do I do? What no, me? no, I'm just basically saying if we lose listeners, you lose listeners too. And basically
1: okay, come me. I'll leave you, but they'll come back for me. Going to yeah.
0: um, it's just, you know, the, the, we're in a pandemic folks. You better believe that a hundred years ago when the Spanish flu was there, they didn't have it so good. You have got some seriously good rights right now. You being kept safe by your government, and I dare say the people that keep complaining and keep speaking out against this and saying that it's the worst thing and that it's a joke and that, say for example, uh, Daniel Andrews is, a, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I dare say that those people are the same people that a have never experienced this thing firsthand, b don't know anybody who has, or c living in a fantasy world. I have spoken and met people who have, uh, you know, experienced this thing firsthand or have seen loved ones die because of it, and I will never see them speak out against trying to keep us safe. So that that is my big problem. You know, I can't, I'm not a psychic, I don't know that for a fact that most of these people that are saying stuff like this are in that boat. But I, I would imagine that most of the people that have such a problem, or or don't have a problem voicing against what's happening right now are people that don't have any experience with it. And, um, look at the numbers, folks. It's not something that you want to mess with. I'm done.
1: That's me. Yeah. No, we, we, Australia has gotten off so lucky compared to other countries Mm. and yes, um, anything that can just get us back to normal. I mean, let's, you know, believe or don't believe it's up to you. Although I strongly believe, recommend you believe because you know science um but we've worked so hard to get to this point let's not throw it away to quote unquote prove a point yeah. um so, yeah all right um but, but i guess what we're what we're all looking for now is um this sunday the 8th of november that's when a, the next big change happens for yeah. the state of victoria which is we've had this metro regional wall between us so people like dean who's been in regional victoria has been experiencing very different um you know restrictions to what we've been in Melbourne, um, yeah. and so that barrier comes down uh, on it the weekend. It
0: gets broken.
1: It's broken, and also the twenty-five kilometer ring or the twenty-five kilometer limit finally gets lifted. Yeah, um, which is a big one for me because it means I can get to the other side of Melbourne. Uh, and see my family again, yeah. who I haven't seen since you know my dad's funeral. Because like your meantime. mother lives alone, doesn't she? And yeah, so she lives alone. She's got yeah. my brother and sister within twenty-five k's of her, and, and that's fine. But we live a fair way away, and so we haven't seen any of our family since you know I think it was literally dad's funeral, and then bang, the next lockdown came in, and away we went. So yeah. it'll be a big deal for us to get over there and and see them, which will be great. Although I do notice that, um, I and mean, I think we spoke to. Dean about it when he was on the episode a lot of regional victoria is very scared um, about metro melbourne suddenly coming into their areas and they're talking about things like different areas at cafes for locals versus tourists and stuff like that which
0: yeah
1: you know, have... ramifications of this pandemic are not over yet we're going to feel them all the way through christmas oh I, and i i gotta tell
0: you i've got kind of like a mixed bag of emotions about cafes at the moment because i'm I've, staying away from them. uh well it's just interesting to me that masks i mean like look i'm glad that the cafes can open and that they can save their businesses but it's just interesting to me because by nature when you're at a cafe yes i get that there are restrictions inside but you can't sit there with your mask on so it's just it's kind of encouraging taking your mask off it's just it's i'm not saying it's right or wrong i'm just saying it's interesting um yeah like passing by these cafes when I'm driving along or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, that's really, there's like a lot of people in there with like no masks. That's very interesting. I'm not, again, yeah. not, not advocating one way or the other. It's just interesting to me.
1: Mm. We, we, last weekend, Daryl and I went out to Brimbank to try and run some, some hills for the first time forever, which that was pain. The next day, my calves were killing me because I think that's the first time I've ran up something more than a driveway yeah. in about six months. Um, but we got there very, very early in the morning and there was like three cars in the car park and we headed off on our run and we came back about two and a half hours later and the car park was as busy as it would be during a normal summer's day and there was people everywhere and yes, people were wearing masks, but the it's very hard when you get that amount of people in one car park with one cafe and one set of toilets despite best intentions, yeah. people are crossing over each other and then you got, you got know, kids. Kids don't know about that sort of stuff, especially yeah. the under... Set. they're just crawling all over it. So, yeah, we're definitely not out of the woods yet, um, yeah. but fingers crossed.
0: Indeed. Indeed. All right hey everybody just so you know this next segment actually has to do with the mandalorian so i've cut it out i realize and zach realizes that not everybody is interested so i will put this as a mini episode in the next couple days which will feature a bit of information about and a little bit of geeking out about the mandalorian season two episode one premiere so be on the lookout for that in the next couple days
1: there we go awesome um One thing that isn't ran on sand um, is, believe it or not, this far into the episode, the point of today's episode. um, Today is the day of the Melbourne Cup, which for our international listeners is Australia's most famous annual thoroughbred horse race. Um, It's a two-mile race or a 3,200-meter race. um, And it's the race that stops the nation, basically. So a lot of places right now in uh, Australia, around about this time, will be pausing to have a look at the race. Um, and we just thought we'd use this as a bit of a, an example to talk about man versus horse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and one of those, those great things is, you know, does a man have any chance uh, racing against a horse? And so to put things into comparison, um, the present record holder for the Melbourne Cup race um, was the 1990 winner Kingston Rule, who had a time of three minutes and 16 seconds. Wow. Now, I plugged that into a pace calculator trying to work out what that means. That is a running pace of one minute and one second per kilometre, which is astonishingly fast. Um, to put that into comparison, Usain Bolt, during his 100 metre and 200 metre world records, was travelling at about one minute 36, one minute 37 per kilometre. So straight away, that's, you know, t- you know, 50% as fast, again, as Usain Bolt's world record is what the uh, Melbourne Cup horse runner would do. Um, But one of the big debates has been whether or not um, humans would be better over longer distances. So I looked at things like the mild world record holder. So a mile is 1,600 metres. The world record for that is 3 minutes 43 seconds. So Mm. straight away, the horse is twice as fast again Mm. as the human can do the mile. And then Elliot Kipchoge, when he did the marathon, he was doing the marathon at 2 minutes 50 seconds per kilometre. So straight away, it seems like the debate of man versus horse is not a debate at all. The horse is just flat out faster um, over at least, you know, that Melbourne Cup distance of 3,200 metres. But then you go down the rabbit hole, Mm. uh, Andrew, and you discover people have been trying to race horses for centuries at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, There is uh, probably the most famous example is... There is a man versus horse marathon that has been running since 1980 in the Welsh town of La La Landwirt Wells.
0: This is why I didn't take over when it looked like you were gesturing me to take over. I saw you
1: falls there and I'm like, he's not going to read that bit, is he? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which basically, I love this story. This was a bunch of guys in a Welsh pub, got drunk and started having a debate about who would win in a race between a horse and a man. And the pub owner said, well, why don't we do it? And so they set up this event where uh, every year they have a whole bunch of people line up with horses and a whole bunch of people line up with people, not riding the people just as people. Mm -hmm. uh, And they do this 22-mile hill race. And unbelievably, in the last 40 years, it has actually been won twice by a human being. So twice a human being has beaten the horse over the distance. Um, But both times it came with very, very distinct conditions, which was it was very hot. And that, Andrew, is where people think the the advantage humans might have over horses and other animals comes in.
0: Yeah. Well, so the, basically the, the big difference is being, of course, the way that we cool ourselves and the way that humans cool is through process of sweating. And with a horse, it's through p- process of panting, which just it like it, a dog, right? Like a dog. And it doesn't <laughs> allow them to it doesn't allow them to cool off their body as quickly or as efficiently as human beings do. And so basically. In terms of long distance you know the animals generally will not be able to stand up to that you you know you you look back at our ancestors you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years ago and how they hunted the reason that they were able to hunt is because they could outrun over the long haul uh, the animals that were that were always much faster than them in a short distance for example if we go back to Usain Bolt you know, he would. He doesn't train. Uh, he's never, I don't think, run anything longer than like 500 meters in his life, probably, uh, or maybe he has. I don't know. But you know, he's got no chance against somebody like Elliot Kipchoge because not not the cooling system, of course, but because that's how his body's built. It's all about how the body's built, how uh, how it makes certain things efficient. So in terms of animals, it's it's their cooling system. It's not as Whole body and as efficient as ours because when you think of panting of course they're 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 releasing the heat that way but it's just that one uh one place that's coming out and the rest of their body can still get overheated quite easily
1: yeah and it's funny because a lot of um articles i read refer to the whole humans evolved to travel long distances as packs to basically mm. wear out their prey and that you know, they are more persistent, and so after their prey finishes running, then they can come along and make an attack, and they can claim the kill. But there's also the big advantage we have is our brains. Right. We're not just um, relatively efficient runners with our cooling systems, but we're more effective as well because we're calculating angles. We're looking at things and going, well, this prey is running over here, but it's going to have to come back that way because of this mountain range, so we'll just head in a straight line over there, whereas an animal or a horse is just probably following where it goes and it's reacting, it's not thinking ahead and cutting stuff off. So there's probably another reason why over long distances humans have an advantage. Um, It is interesting. There was a couple of really funny, um, back in the 1940s, they used to do these races where they would have humans and horses, they'd literally race on a track. Hmm. So they'd come up with a 400-metre track and they'd get them to go off for like four days or so um, and try and do this. And after about day two, the horses would stop running and they'd only walk because they're like, we're just sick of going around and around and around. Yeah. And so they'd swap those horses out, bring mm-hmm. new horses in. Obviously, the horses would have a conversation on the way in and the guys leaving would go, these idiots are just going to make you cut out. <laughs> the second group of horses straight away would start walking as well. And so there were some situations like that where humans were actually beating the horses in those multi-four-day events. But then there's other events where you get out into you know, the real world and you've got like a point-to-point course or something a little bit longer. And yeah, it does seem like heat is the only chance um, that humans have to really compete on a, on, a, on an even playing field.
0: Uh, absolutely. I mean, look, I probably won't race a horse anytime soon uh, because I, I'm pretty sure that even
1: charity starlight.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, even at a 30-kilometer stretch, I think still a horse would beat me. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but it is really, it is really interesting because it just it it, it kind of it hits back that old. Uh, saying, you know, slow and steady wins the race. It really, really does. Uh, You know, uh, uh, a 30 mile or 100 miles is the same whether or not you do it in four hours or 10 hours. Um, I don't think that anybody's ever done 100 miles in four hours, but whatever, you get what I'm saying here. Uh, You get to the end and you're going to be a lot less tired, I would imagine, if you do it with a good cooling system at a more efficient pace. I mean, you know, I can get to an end of a 5K at 22 minutes and be dead. I can get to the end of that same 5K in 30 minutes and be
1: ready to go for another one. Pretty much. Yeah. So I think there's um, when it comes to pace, there's no doubt that horses have the advantage there when it comes to endurance. um, It seems like they've still got the advantage, but there are angles there where, where man can be triumphant, which is, which is great. Um, I I put in the chat, maybe we're picking the wrong event. We should start thinking about the triathlon because the horses are going to win the run. We're going to beat them in the swimming. And then it just comes down to who's better on the bike.
0: I would love to see a horse on a bike. I think that that's the next break in the
1: barrier meme. They'd have to be on a tandem so they'd have the front legs and the back legs going <laughs> at the same time. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. So that's it, man versus horse. Um, the whole point of this episode, which took us 55 minutes to get to and we spoke about for about seven. That's that, value.
0: That is that is bang for your buck. I mean, the suspense, <laughs> just it. it's – I hope it lasts, and it did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was worth it just to hear me try and pronounce Lalan Wells. And we got it twice. Yay. I apologize to all of the Welshmen and Welsh women listening to this for what I right just did to on. your beautiful country thing. What are we doing next time, Andrew? Uh okay, so for next time we have
0: actually got so as those of you uh, those of you who listen to this thing know that the last uh, full episode that we had was with Mike Gensel, and he, of course, is a cosplayer. And we spoke to him a little bit about his fitness journey, his mental journey, and you know, and that aspect of his life and and how far he's come. We're going to have another cosplayer on the next episode. Snarky J cosplay is her is her Instagram handle, and we're going to talk a little bit about body objectification, especially amongst females not only in cosplay but in in in, real life, in other life uh, aspects as well because i think that that you know of course breaking the barrier being not only a fitness uh, podcast has to do with mental health and well-being and i think that uh, the objectivity of a female's body is a big a big problem these days you know I, especially if we go back to that episode that you did with cat you know mm-hmm. even the safety of a of a runner as a female gets called into question and I think that people thinking that it's okay to objectify somebody on social media that is a breeding ground for somebody to feel like it's okay to do that in person and mm. I would we're going to talk a little bit about her journey and how she's dealt with that as a cosplayer and you know what she does to kind of battle that and what it means for her safety at something like a con or Yeah,
1: I'm really interested to talk about that because I know when we spoke to Kat, we spoke a particular incident she had that was sort of born off social media. We then talked about what women go through out in the real world with hecklers and passers-by. I just can't imagine what it must be like for cosplay, which is so social media biased i hadn't even thought about the angle of going to cons yeah it um, runs a little bit loopy after three days of being stuck in a warehouse and going crazy and yeah i'm really looking forward to this conversation
0: so am i i really can't wait i'm, I'm very much because she uh she did a an episode with the heroes of cosplay sanctuary podcast and ever since um you know I've, i followed her and i i just see what she posts and she posts very brilliant things like there's nothing she doesn't post sexual things she's not and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with anybody who does like you can post whatever you want but that's not what she posts but she does uh lie uh, she does q and a's kind of sometimes like I do and she'll post them to her story and at least once every other time somebody will ask her about her personal life in a kind of inappropriate way mm. and and she will always answer it and just say Something like, you know, it's it's A, none of your business, B, why do you think that that's appropriate? You don't know me? And even if you did, I wouldn't, you know, kind of thing. Um, and so it's it, it just kind of sparked that I'd like to talk to her about this because, you know, certainly she's not the only female in that world. And I will say that even males in that world get that too because as a Superman cosplayer, I, I do get the occasional message propositioning something. Um, from uh another guy or somebody who's or, or a female who's just very inappropriate and mm. yeah it's just
1: and mike spoke about you know you know it, some people can be responding to your photographs for good other people can be responding to your photographs to heckle mike right. shared the sixth rate captain america which he was pretty happy he was he, with He put yeah he's like i love his
0: spin on that i was like that's oh, how you, yeah. that's how you do positivity
1: I loved listening back to that episode. It had so much energy. I just had it pouring out of the headphones as I I was walking along.
0: I've listened to it like three times just because he is funny. And every time I listen to it, I I, I hear something else that he said that I forgot about. I'm like, oh, this guy.
1: He was a little too funny, actually. I felt a little bit threatened. I I felt threatened too. Yeah, he was doing the funny stuff. I was threatened. He was converting Metric to Imperial, so you were threatened. I, I mean, it was not a great podcast for either of us. Should we go and kick his ass? Pretty much. He's never coming back again. He'll have his own podcast in six months, I bet you.
0: Okay, yeah. I. You know <laughs> what? <sighs> Whatever, Mike, if that is in fact your real name, Mike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so back into the world of cosplay uh, probably next week, probably at a week or so from now. We'll record it this weekend. We'll get it out to the people.
0: Indubitably.
1: All right. Well, in that case, thank you for listening to us uh, recap and rant talk about everything from horses to COVID to stupid Strava accomplishments that mean nothing, Daryl. Just want to put that in there again. Um, But we hope the rest of you are going above and beyond what you ever thought possible.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. As always, it has been a pleasure. I've been Andrew. I've been Zach. And this has been the podcast that hopes to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time.